Most people by now have heard of FOMO or the fear of missing out. But I heard an acronym the other day and I kicked myself for not coming up with it first. JOMO or the joy of missing out. This little phrase made me feel a little less alone in the world. Uh, it was like there's other people out there just as strange as me. People that enjoy missing out. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a hard group to organize. No one ever shows up to the meetings. Hello and welcome to The Coffee Buzz. I'm your caffeinated host, Brad, and thank you so much for listening. I uh, forgot my phone one day this week, and when I got to the parking lot at work and realized this, I had a feeling of panic, like I had forgotten my wallet or something essential. It really annoyed me uh, just how attached that I am to this little glowing brick of information. And uh, I mean, here I am, a grown-ass man, and I'm upset that I can't check Twitter all day. <laughs> it's it's a bit ridiculous. Um, this got me to thinking about just solitude and how rare it is, not just for me, but for, I think, most of modern society. Um, I once thought about solitude uh, as just being all alone, maybe like a cabin in the woods reading a book, but Turns out that's actually not solitude because I'm still reading. Um, it's thought input that's not my own creation. So with this proliferation of smartphones, solitude is becoming even more scarce. I don't, uh, I don't do things like change my own oil. And this probably kills my dad because... <laughs> He tried so hard to teach me when I was a kid, and I just did not inherit his mechanical aptitude. Um, so I'm one of the people that have to go in and wait in line for someone else to change my oil. And every time I'm in the waiting area, everybody is on their phone. I mean, in fact, it's almost so much so that you look out of place if you just sit there watching people watch their phones. Well, you would look weird if they noticed you, but most of the time they don't. The same goes for doctor's offices or lobbies in the line at a coffee shop. Anywhere people have to wait, the phone is the center of their attention. So solitude isn't about being away from people in society. It's about stopping that input of information and just being alone with your thoughts. I'm a bit of a content junkie, so I can't criticize too much. Uh, most of the time when I make these episodes, they're really more for myself. So just know that <laughs> I'm not trying to come off as holier than thou when it comes to this subject. Um, the only time I can think of where I'm not getting constant input is when I meditate, but that's a very small fraction of my day. Um, solitude runs counter to all the demands of society. Um, and now there's this new expectation 
that when someone calls or texts you, that you have to respond right away. And if you don't, it's seen as an insult because everyone is supposed to have their phones on with them at all times. I remember a simpler time not too long ago before cell phones when the odds of you reaching someone by phone was actually pretty low. I mean, you would have to leave a message or even say something like, uh, hey, I don't have time to talk to you right now, but uh, let me call you later tonight. Uh, I get off at 7. Oh, okay, you get off at 8. All right, 8.30, we'll, we'll call and we'll talk. <laughs> that used to how it would go. Um, there were probably less offended people back then. Uh, and now everybody, everybody wants your attention all the time. And that includes me because I'm here talking to you in your earbuds or in your speakers. <laughs> Um, but solitude is also uncomfortable for many people because they've learned to derive their self-esteem from activities initiated by our digital selves. Uh, I see this with people that are frantically snapping pictures of uh, interesting places or family members so they can upload and they can share them and to show everybody this projection or a facsimile, if you will, of their, of their life. And it may, it may be an innocent way to just, you know, show Aunt Barb how little Timmy has grown over the last few years, but it's a shallow imitation of life. And for what people give up to see little Tommy walk for the first time, I'm not sure it's worth it. Uh, it seems like many people are suffering from the fear of missing out, but for me, there is a joy of missing out. In this world of overstimulation, I mean, our minds are constantly in this overactive mode. Solitude allows your mind to just detach from all that endless BS coming from the environment. And when you're able to get some time to yourself, uh, all your muscles relax, your blood pressure decreases, and your heart rate slows. Uh, think of solitude as uh, the anti-adrenaline system. It uh, kicks in when there's no longer a need for that flight or fight response. It also just frees up the mind from all the distraction and allows it to focus just more fully on one thing. The fear of missing out is driving people crazy. Um, social media channels just amplify the FOMO. When I scroll through my news feeds, I'm inundated with status updates, memes, political puns, photos, and the latest breaking news. Social media is addicting and Everything on social media is just amazing all the time. And we also have this power of the like, which simulates, you know, the firing of dopamine in our brains. And soon we become addicted to the knowing, the likes, the instant gratification, and the attention of all the busyness. So it keeps us coming back for more. You know, minutes can easily turn into hours for me when I'm scrolling through news feeds and posts because 
subconsciously there's that fear that I'm not, I'm going to not see something. I'm not going to get updated. And I can t- I can't tell you how many times I've thought I need to check the weather today. Uh, then I pick up my phone and I go to a social media rabbit hole realizing 45 minutes later I never even checked the weather. We're <laughs> training our brains out of boredom. And so when I'm faced with no inputs, it's kind of stressful or anxiety-inducing even. Uh, suicide is up 25% since 1999, which also coincides with the rise of smartphones and social media. Um, some industry whistleblowers have even come forward and admitted that social media platforms engage in attention engineering And that's why they've added more what they call social approval indicators. This came about when Facebook went from being just a website to a mobile app. Users went from checking it on average about once a day to now every 10 minutes. The social approval indicators, uh, they're delivered in this intermittent fashion by design. Um, because they know that keeps people coming back for more if they batch them in a way that is a trickle. The science behind that is that it short circuits are dopamine receptors. And it makes us more prone to do something that we know we shouldn't or that we think maybe isn't totally good for us, but it sort of keeps you coming back for more, like a good bag of chips, you know what I mean? They've basically turned our phones into a virtual slot machine where instead of winning money, we get likes and we're not gambling with our money now. It's our attention and our time. Social media reminds me of something I read in the book, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, Douglas Adams wrote that. And he had this concept of a babblefish. And, and here's how it's described in the novel. The babblefish is a small, yellow, leech-like, and probably the oddest thing in the universe. It feeds on brainwave energy received not from its own carrier, but from those around it. It absorbs all the unconscious material frequencies from this brainwave energy to nourish itself. It then excretes into the mind of its carrier a telepathic matrix formed by combining the conscious thought frequencies with nerve signals picked up from the speech centers of the brain, which has supplied them. The practical upshot of all this is that if you stick a babblefish in your ear, you can instantly understand anything said to you in any other form of language. The poor babblefish, by effectively removing all barriers to communication between different races and cultures, has caused more and more bloody wars than anything else in the history of creation. I think the same can be said for social media because everyone has this digital megaphone now. I mean, people argue over everything with friends. Uh, They argue with family or worse, complete strangers. I don't think social media is the reason for our collective addiction to outrage, but it enables it to happen. I mean, I see more dumb shit on Facebook 
than any other platform. I mean, and I call it dumb shit because it's things people would never say in a crowded room full of people. I mean, can you imagine someone walking into a room and saying something like, if you don't believe all media is bad, then you can just stop being my friend right now. <laughs> no one would say that to you face to face. But on Facebook, this kind of attention grabbing nonsense is everywhere. Uh, and my new policy is if uh, anybody throws down an ultimatum on any topic, no matter what the side with this, uh, if you don't agree with me, then unfriend me now thing. I pretty much follow their direction immediately. Uh, I can't stand <laughs> that type of self-important uh, fake outrage. And maybe it's not fake. I don't know. Maybe there's more to be outraged about these days than in the past, but I really don't think so. I mean, if there's one thing that is constant with humans... It's stupid behavior. Uh, stupidity isn't new. We just see it all the time now. Another driver of FOMO is the social pressure. You know, to be at the right place with the right people. Uh, we feel obligated to attend like a work event uh, for family or friends. And the pressure from society combined with that FOMO can wear us down and decrease our happiness. According to a recent survey by LinkedIn, 70% of employees admit that when they take a vacation, they don't stay disconnected from work. Ah, man, that's crazy to me. I mean, I love my job, but um, if I go on vacation, I don't check in. <laughs> um, these digital habits, these checking messages and emails and social media, they've just become entrenched. And it's nearly impossible to just simply enjoy the moment with the physical people that are actually around us. Carl Newport has an interesting book. It's called Digital Minimalism. He talks about decluttering of the digital life. I don't know about you, but there is definitely some clutter going on with some of my social media feeds. Here's how Newport describes digital minimalism. It's a philosophy that helps you question what digital communication tools and behaviors surrounding these tools add the most value to your life. It is motivated by the belief that intentionally and aggressively clearing away low-value digital noise and optimizing your sense of these tools that really matter can significantly improve your life. Living among lots of things, lots of clutter is stressful. We all know that. The same is true with the digital life. Incessant clicking and scrolling, it generates a background hum of anxiety. And drastically reducing the number of things you do in a digital life can by itself have just a calming impact. The irony of FOMO is we actually do miss out on real life interactions all the time. So like in most cases, fear causes that which you don't want to manifest <laughs> because it links you emotionally 
to that undesired outcome. JOMO, on the other hand, allows us to live life in the slow lane, to appreciate human connections, and to be intentional with our time, uh, to practice saying no, to give ourselves sort of these tech-free breaks and give us permission to just acknowledge who we are, uh, ask those big questions, whether they are positive or negative, it just is beneficial to spend some time alone with our thoughts instead of constantly trying to keep up with the Joneses. The Jomo allows us to be who we are in the present moment, which is the really the secret to finding happiness, in my opinion. And when you free up all the competitive and anxious space in the brain, you have so much more time and energy and emotions to conquer those true priorities. And I, I'm not going to go off social media or anything or, uh, you know, throw away my smartphone, <laughs> but my goal is to be more thoughtful and more intentional when I do use it. Thank you so much for listening. I uh, will post some links and videos of this on my website in the blog section, thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com. Until next week, don't be afraid to miss out.